Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. everyone in the room. Very nice to see everyone. As always, downstairs, really nice to see someone upstairs. Give us a wave very good to see you back. Um, and really good to see you online, um, though I can't actually see you. I'm just imagining who you are and where you are in this very moment. Uh, I'd love, as I always say, to have at this point, as maybe we'll get there technology-wise, to just, at this point, cut to someone's house who's watching online. I think that'd be just real fun to do and say, hey, we're with you. Um, and see the, the moment of surprise. Just to keep you on your toes, it may happen one day. Um, today, today kind of sees the start of this new series, as Mike and Janet have both alluded to, uh, where we're going to look at the practice of hospitality. And in it, it is a new series, and one that I hope is going to uh, shape us differently. It's something we're going to be looking at over the coming four Sundays, with a culmination on the fourth Sunday, which will be the Jubilee weekend, Uh, where we're going to meet and gather in a different way, where we're going to literally open the front doors and invite all of our neighbours geographically to this building to come and share some cake and have some drinks with us. So that's what we're going to get to. Um, But before we get there, we are going to look at this practice. Now, from time to time, we look at practices uh, within Oasis. Now, some of you are going to think, do we? Do we really do that? Yeah, let me point out how we've done it. We've done it in the past in terms of Sabbath. We've done it in respect to prayer. We've done it in respect to Bible readings. And in it, it becomes like a different sort of series because what it does is it allows us a moment to look at a way of living as Jesus longs for us to live. That allows us to discover more of the wonder of who Jesus is, who reveals the Father and the Spirit to us. But also, in that revealing the wonder of who he is, it then begins to shape more of who we are, in order that we then get to live lives that seek to reveal more of him. And so through this series, what I'm hoping to do, and those who are going to share will do, is like give us moments to consider and think about things in order that we can learn together how can we more seek to live in the good of this practice? That's the desire. And so it isn't going to be a presentation of therefore you must do. Rather, I think I'm going to be learning as much as everyone else as we look at this, as we begin to examine, as we become on this journey to say, actually, what does it mean for us to live like practicing hospitality, uh, which as the intro video shows, is all about sharing our home. Uh, which is just a wonderful way of seeing it. And maybe that begins to answer the question of, like, why this practice then? Well, I'd say because it's building on something that we've been living with since we began to occupy this space in 2017, where we said, actually, we want to occupy a building, not for the sake of it, but to reveal something about who God is and the home that he's longing for others to be caught up in. And therefore, we've been on this adventure of figuring out what does it mean then to be a family together who are building home? And what we're going to see is hospitality is a continuation of an invite of how our lives to be shaped as we seek to build home. But secondly, I think we should look at this because of a prophetic encouragement we were given last year in June. At this point, I'm not expecting you to remember this if you're around. 
Uh, rather, we had a friend called Andy McCulloch come and speak to us. Andy originates from the Middle East, lives in Reading now, and he just was encouraging us uh, within some wonder of the Word of God, looking at the wonder of Bethlehem and all that it's done through God's promises. But at the end of his talk, he then shared something specifically for us as Oasis Church, as a family, for us to hear God's heart for us, for us to hear God's encouragement to us. And I just want to play that now so we can be reminded of that, so that will hopefully be shown. I'll be quiet. Andy, over to you. And for you guys, Oasis Church, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but part of the prophetic thing of your name, Oasis, is a place for people to come and rest and be refreshed. And I really feel the reason I'm bringing this message to you is I really feel that mission as hospitality it's going to be really significant for you guys in your city of Bethlehem, of Bethlehem, of Birmingham, that you are offering warm, fragrant bread to the hungry, that they might come and eat, but also find a welcome and find a family and find rest. And so mission as hospitality will become really important for you guys as a church community. I want us to hear that, that part of the encouragement of this is God saying, I want to draw you into adventure. This isn't a burden. When we look at a practice, it isn't that our lives are to feel more weighed down of like, oh no, another pressure of another thing I've got to do. No, the, the goal of looking at this is in order that we get liberated to live more in the life that Jesus has got for us to live in. And to hear his invitation to live in the adventure of hospitality of seeing it as a way that God wants to cause us to be shaped as we get to understand more of who he is and also then get to reveal more of the wonder of who he is as we get to just practice hospitality. But the thing is, like, hospitality will mean different things for different ones of us. Like, if I was at this point to say, like, how would you define hospitality? There'll be just a whole mixture of, like, definitions of what that word means, of our experiences of it, of our expectations of it. Like, we, we, we live within a society where actually hospitality is something that's seen as an industry, a profession, that we have a whole industry defined by hospitality, where they give themselves, through being paid, to serve and provide food and other things to us, the customers. Now, in it, it points to something of what hospitality is, because hospitality is about serving and does involve food. But we need to understand that hospitality is something far bigger than simply service and food. Actually, I want us to see that hospitality is something that characterized the whole of the early church. That if you were to read the accounts um, of the church emerging after Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, you'll find that a characteristic of the early church is one that they continuously lived, shaped by enjoying and revealing hospitality. We're going to see that over coming weeks. But they did that because actually it was bedded in all that they'd seen and experienced of who Jesus was when he lived on earth that he was one who continuously revealed and lived with hospitality. That's because Jesus 
is God. And Jesus, as God, taking on human flesh, was revealing the wonder of who God is, that the invisible would be visible, and part of the invisible being made visible was to reveal that God is a God of hospitality. See, the danger when we look at a practice is we then think, well, okay, what's the the top 10 things then we should do as followers of Jesus to offer hospitality? And we go away with our pamphlet of like, and then we'll have a jazzy front cover and we'll think, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, I should do these 10 things, both in the giving and the receiving of hospitality. I will become the most hospitable person that you have ever met. That's not the goal. Now, the starting point is for us to remember and receive afresh of the wonder of who God is, revealed as the God of hospitality. And that out of us continuing to remember and receive afresh of the wonder of who God is, it then begins to shape more of who we are, which then means we then live in a different way. Therefore, it's that place that I want to start, of looking at the God of hospitality. Because as we look at this God of hospitality, what I'm hoping is that we'll begin to see the wonder of what God is longing for you and I to receive. And that as we begin to kind of see the wonder of what God is looking for you and I to receive, that we're then built to this point of taking and sharing communion together. In all that we see, there are so many different ways that we can approach the table of communion. One of them is it's a table of hospitality where we get to remember and receive afresh of the wonder of who Jesus is. And so that's where we're going to end up in terms of communion, I promise. And if you're online, I'm hoping that you've got the blast and you've gathered some things. Maybe if you haven't, there will be a moment where you can go and gather some bread and juice to share with us. But what we discover is God is one who reveals hospitality and God is one who embodies hospitality. What I do is just briefly, and I promise you it will be briefly, is I'm going to try and cover the whole of the Bible. When I put myself down for this one, I just thought, why have you done this? Like, why would you do this, Hurst? This is, like, stupid. Like, give yourself 20 minutes and say, yeah, let's just look at the whole of the Bible. Well, let's see if we can get there, shall we? As you can tell, it will be in notebook form with bullet points that you can then go off and look at. But what I want us to see is there are so many threads that we can pull in order to kind of see the wonder of who God is. God isn't someone who can be boxed and contained, but rather one who is continuously seeking to unbox himself, to reveal the wonder and beauty and magnitude of who God is, in order that we can look at something like hospitality and see the wonder and beauty of who God is. I said, I want to just see that briefly then, through five things, firstly, you don't get off that lightly. Do you remember the whole of the Bible? As if I'm going to be able to sum it up in five things. I know we've got a few more after that. But let's firstly look at five things of how God reveals hospitality that we see through the Old Testament. Firstly, I'd say we see it at the very beginning in Genesis 1, verses 26 to 31, where we discover that God is one who reveals hospitality by opening home. He opens a home for us, humanity, the bearers of his image. Many ways you can look at creation. But one of them is that God reveals the wonder of his hospitality by saying, hey, humans, here's a world to enjoy, a world to rest in, a creation to 
enjoy, to be refreshed in, and to join me in cultivating. And it's to do you good. God is one who shows hospitality through an opening of home. He does it through blessing to bless. You see that in the story of Abraham in Genesis 12, verses 1 to 2, where you discover that God comes to Abraham and offers him hospitality by saying, I'm going to bless you, not just so you can contain it in yourself, but rather in order that you can be a blessing to everyone else. You see it again in terms of God's desire to be known and know. In Exodus 3.14 and 34.6, you discover that God comes and encounters an individual called Moses. And in that encounter reveals not only that he knows Moses and the people that Moses is representing, but also that he is a God who longs to be known. So he's a hospitality of saying, I'm one who wants to be open and one who wants to be known by you. And so reveals that he is one who is called, I am who I am. Reveals something through his name of the wonder of who he is. Later on in Exodus 34, reveals something more about who he is by the character that is revealed as he announces to Moses, I am one who is full of unfailing love and faithfulness. The God is one who shows hospitality by saying, I'm one who longs to know and to be known. Shows hospitality through relationship. You have this amazing moment in Exodus 24, verse 11, where a group of representatives of God's people, the Israelites at that point, are invited to the mountain just before Moses is to ascend it to be given the Ten Commandments. And in that moment, as this gathered bunch are kind of there, it says that God comes amongst them and eats with them. It says provides a meal for them. And that meal that he provides for them is a covenant meal. It's a meal that speaks of relationship. As we pull that thread, we discover, oh yeah, hospitality is about relationship about the depth and commitment of relationships shown through covenant, covenant love. And then lastly, in Leviticus 19, 9 to 10, and there's so much more we could have looked at, but as I said, I've only got a finite amount of time and I set myself an impossible job, so this is where we get to. But in Leviticus 19, 9 to 10, we see that God reveals hospitality through justice, where he commands his people and says, look, when you harvest... Don't ever harvest to the edge of your field. Leave the edge in order that the poor can be provided for and the stranger. That for God in his hospitality, it is part of his character to say, those who have not must always be provided for. You see, the God who is a God of hospitality is revealed through the Old Testament as you allow the light of his hospitality to shine on different moments as one who shows the wonder and beauty of opening home, of blessing to bless, of longing to be known and know, who's about relationship and justice. But the reality is that is only like the foreshadow of the wonder of what is to come when Jesus comes onto the earth. As if you like, the reality of who God is as the God of hospitality is amplified as Jesus comes and embodies what hospitality is. Because you discover a God who embodies hospitality. You discover it through 
the fact that Jesus is present. His presence amongst us. In John 6.35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I've come to truly satisfy everyone. Which is suddenly why you realize that he was born in Bethlehem in Luke 2.47, where it says that he's born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. The one who has come as loaf to feed all, to truly satisfy, is born in the town of bread and placed in a manger, a feeding trough. As my friend Andy McCulloch says, it's as though God announces to everyone, I'm embodied, I'm here, come and eat and be satisfied. Like you can't get more clearly like one who embodies hospitality than one who comes to feed the entire world and invites all to come and receive him. But you also find that Jesus is one who embodies hospitality by welcoming all. We can, haven't got time to look at lots of examples, but in John 4, you find him encounter a woman at a well. And through it, we discover that this woman is one who feels like her past causes her to be rejected. Is one who actually is alienated by those around her. One who's told that she's not good enough, and yet Jesus comes and welcomes her in. Why? Because he wants to know the kind of hospitality that God offers is a hospitality that is for all. There are no walls to get over. It's rather, actually, there's a clear path that anyone who wants to come can come. He offers a hospitality that's about belonging. In Matthew 12, verses 49 to 50, there's this intriguing moment that Jesus is with a bunch of his followers, and then his own mother and brothers arrive and message gets through to say, hey, hey, your mum and your brothers are here and they're wondering what you're up to. And Jesus says this amazing thing. He says, oh, no, no. Like my mother, my brother, and my sisters are here in the room already. Anyone who's seeking to live with God at the center of their life is family to me. That's the God of hospitality, the God of hospitality that says to you, that says to me, that we now belong. The God of hospitality who reveals it through honoring. It honors in Luke 7, 44 to 46, you see this moment of Jesus at the table. He's at the table with a load of people who feel like they deserve honor. And as they're there, this lady comes into the room and washes Jesus' feet and anoints them. And in that moment, everyone judges her. Everyone sees her as unacceptable. Jesus turns and honors her. He models and reveals a God who shows hospitality by honoring. We see it in the fact that Jesus shows hospitality in how he eats with people. In Luke 5, 29 to 32, you have this moment where Jesus is uh, invited to a tax collector's home. And people question, say, like, why are you going to that person's house? And Jesus is like, well, I've come to eat with those who will come and receive me. Like, Jesus offers hospitality that says, I've come to eat with anyone and everyone. Like Jesus loved to eat with people. So hospitality does involve food. Like read the gospel accounts and you find that Jesus really loved to go to meals and parties. 
Therefore, we're invited. That's why part of the adventure's there is, hey, do you like eating? Yeah, Jesus liked that too, and you can do that. And that's part of your mission now, to cause others to see the wonder of who God is by actually eating with them. That's a pretty cool mission. But also through the wonder of going to parties. I like going and celebrating with others. Why? Because God is a God of hospitality and loves to eat with people, loves to have parties with people. He's also the one who shows hospitality through provision. He provides, Matthew 14, 18 to 21, amazing story. Crowd come to him in a moment of him needing some quiet reflection. Gives up his quiet reflection time, spends time with the crowd, and then feeds them. 5,000 plus there. Jesus is one who shows hospitality by longing to provide for people. Longing to provide for you, longing to provide for me. And ultimately, Jesus shows hospitality through it being sacrificial. John 15, 13 to 14 says that Jesus is one who lays down his life for his friends and supremely reveals the hospitality he's able to offer by saying, actually, I will give up everything in order that you can gain everything, which he does through dying on a cross. See, this is a whirlwind tour, isn't it? I've like taken, there you go, that's Old Testament through to Jesus' death, resurrection. And you can go away and question that. Hopefully you've taken some notes. If not, watch it back and take some photos of the Bible readings just to make sure I've not made up the stuff. But anyway, what I wanted to see is we can so quickly say, hey, what's the definition of hospitality? And we can come up with a definition. I don't know, maybe it's, it's, it involves serving food and making people feel welcome. Maybe that could be our definition. But I don't think that's what we're meant to do. I think rather what we're meant to do is look and say, hey, what do we discover about the God of hospitality? And maybe God then becomes our definition. A definition that we then get to receive and then get to reveal. You see, hospitality that God offers is a hospitality that you and I are invited to receive. It's a hospitality we are invited to receive. It's not about an information gathering exercise. It isn't that we look at this thing, well, that was an interesting overview of the Old Testament in terms of hospitality. Five references there. An interesting overview of who Jesus was and how he offers hospitality. It's not about that. It's in order that we are able to see that through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, he turns to you and I and invites us to receive and experience the wonder of the hospitality that God reveals and embodies. That's what you're invited to receive. It's what I'm invited to receive. It's what you at home are invited to receive. It's what you upstairs are invited to receive. We're invited to receive this hospitality that is both revealed by God and embodied through Jesus. A hospitality that speaks over you and I, that we can know a home in him and through him. Where we are blessed to be a blessing. Where we are known and invited to know God. Where we're caught up in relationship with God, Father, Son, and Spirit, who's eternally existed in love. Hospitality of justice. Of knowing that he is present with us. Of understanding that he offers you and I a welcome. And that extends to 
everyone. Everyone. That he calls us to belong, that he speaks honor over us, that he longs to eat with you and I. Man, doesn't that make what happens in an hour or so's time like unbelievable? As we sit down and eat, Jesus says, I want to be present with you. Like whoever's with us. That he longs to provide for you and I. That he longs to cause us to understand that all of this is possible, not because of something you or I do, but because of his sacrifice. The fact that he offered all in order that we could gain all. Which means we get to this moment. I said we get there. Of a table of hospitality. See, the wonder of who God is as the God of hospitality, the God who's revealed, the God who embodies, is he then invites us to come and continuously remember and receive through the beauty of communion. So there's so many ways we can approach the communion table. And we have to be careful that, again, we don't try and box God and say, oh, it's just this. No, no, no. That is precious diamond that you shine light on, that as you shine the light, it just becomes this prism of multicolor. That's how we're to look at the communion table. There's so many different ways that we can approach it, and one of them is in remembering and receiving the God of hospitality. All that I've just read out that actually is what God wants you and I to receive is what we come and do as we take the bread, remembering Jesus' body broken in order that what? in order that we could know home, be blessed to be a blessing, be known and know, enjoy relationships, stand for justice, know that Jesus is present with us, welcomes all, longs for us to belong, honors us, is eating with us, provides for us. That's what we do as we take the bread. And then as we eat it, we receive it afresh. And then we take the cup and we say, oh, and it's all because of you, Jesus. It's not down to what we've done. It's not down to what we'll do. It's because of you and nothing's going to break this commitment of the hospitality that you offer us. We then get to, as we drink, receive it, knowing the promise is in us, in order that we can now both receive and reveal, which is why we start this journey of hospitality in this place. God is a God of hospitality. We will only ever be able to be as hospitable as what we've seen and enjoyed of who God is as the God of hospitality. Anything else will just become something of a shadow of what we're called to and the adventure that's laid before us. But before we get there, we just simply come, we remember, we receive, and we enjoy Therefore, that's what we're going to do. Now, at this point, we'd normally have some music or something in the background to make it not feel so awkward. Well, we're not going to do that. Because I just thought, man, if I was having you around my house for dinner, I wouldn't say, oh, just before the food is served, I'm just going to put some music on so it doesn't feel so awkward. Like, that'd be weird. You'd be like, what, 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 why? <laughs> no, because we come, we gather around the table we take of the bread and juice, then we bring it together and we'll share together. And in it, it enables us a moment to just come, gather, and enjoy together. So can I encourage you, if you're someone who's come today saying, I want this, 
I want to receive the God of hospitality. Then please make your way to the table. Take some bread and juice, bring it back to your chair, and then we're going to share it together. I'm just going to pray for us. Jesus, I thank you so much for the adventure we're going to start today, the adventure of the practice of hospitality. But I thank you, God, that isn't something that's to become a burden. It isn't something where we're trying to define a rule of life. It's rather something that we now get to echo through our life, through all that we see and receive in you, God, the God of hospitality. And I just pray, would you cause us to enjoy more of you, to receive more of you from this moment onwards. We ask this for your glory, Jesus. Amen. Amen.